Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello, welcome to Jewel Says. I'm Julie Jewels. I just wanted to share this because I think sometimes I go on a bit about things that can be maybe, I don't know, depressing or boring. But one of the main points of this podcast, or one of the main purposes of this podcast, is just to share life stories so that people who are maybe a bit uncomfortable talking about certain things, they might recognize themselves, or they might relate, or certain things might resonate with them. I mean, I know when my children were teens, I was so worried all the time. I was so worried about them. Are they making the right choices? Even though I could plainly see that they were often not making good choices. But then I would be like, what can I do? Can I help? Am I overstepping? Am I pushing them too hard? Am I, am I the, uh, what am I doing wrong? All of that. It felt at times as though all the other parents we're only talking about their children's successes. And of course, that's even worse today. I know we're talking about mental health and things like that today, so that's changed. But with our heavily curated, filtered social media world that we didn't have when mine were young, it probably feels as though everyone is doing everything better. Everybody is having more fun. Everybody's life is better. And it's probably not. I know I appreciate hearing other people's stories. I'm hoping people appreciate hearing mine. 
Maybe it'll make you feel better. And I really appreciate hearing from listeners who let me know that they relate to some of my stories, even the ones that aren't particularly fun or funny. Someone last week messaged me saying, I really needed to hear everything you had to say. Thank you for the self-awareness. You're welcome. And always remember, no matter what's going on in your life, you're not alone. I have one friend who sometimes says things to me like, you're not being funny enough. Be funnier. Like, obviously she's joking, but I think she would like it if I was just funny all the time. Sorry, hon, sometimes I am a bit earnest, but you can count on me not to gild the lily, at least. As Carrie Ryan would say, I'm not going to lie to you. And I also keep meaning to say, I've been getting comments on Podbean, but they won't let me respond unless I download the app, which is quite infuriating because I do not want to download their app. Look, Podbean... A podcast host should be able to do everything they need to do from the podcast dashboard, including something as simple as responding to comments. I do not want to download your app. One of the things I tell people, because a lot of older people also don't want to download more apps, if you don't have a podcast app, just go and listen to it. You can play it from the URL. I don't want to download the app just so I can respond to comments, but I would like to respond to comments. So, if you've commented on the Podbean app and I have not responded, that's the reason. I see you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing, rating, and I appreciate your comments. Please keep them coming. And of course, if you want me to respond, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com anytime. Unlike Catherine, I'm not flooded with emails. I don't have to get Joanne to curate them. Oh, I am so looking forward to seeing my little Fenna Grace in a couple of weeks. And Violet, Fred's not invited, which for a two-day trip makes sense. Why would you put a two-year-old through that? Or not even a two-year-old. He won't be two until June. I hope Fenna doesn't hate me. I was on a video call this week with Catherine and... Although Fred doesn't actively dislike me, he genuinely prefers Abe. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. I prefer Abe. I don't prefer Abe to Fred, but I prefer Abe to most people. Fred is a man's man, and as long as he doesn't actively dislike me, I feel like I've won the day. Violet, on the other hand, actively disliked everyone who was not her mother. This is not news. Catherine also actively disliked everyone who wasn't me for the first few months. But one of the differences is she was forced to get over that when I was forced to force her to stay with a babysitter so I could go to work. It all worked out fine, but Catherine assures me that Fenna Grace will grace me with her presence and beauty and baby smell without a fuss. So I'm kind of optimistic. And now that Violet is 13, she likes me fine. I remember the first time Violet was genuinely okay with me. It was just over 10 years ago. Catherine had been booked to be in a show, you may have heard of it, called Let's Dance for Comic Relief. And I was thrilled. 
I know how hilarious Catherine's physical comedy is. And when she told me, I was like, oh my God, you are going to win that. I was certain. I must be there. I must be there for this taping. Now, of course, work was seriously getting in the way of my life, as it always has. But that was that. It was settled. I was coming for the long weekend for that taping. I was not going to miss it. And Abe agreed that this would be too fabulous an opportunity to pass up, so he would join me. Abe doesn't usually like a quick overseas trip because you're exhausted. You don't get a chance to really adjust to the time change or anything. But anyway, it was at least a four-day weekend. Bobby and Catherine are coming with Violet and Fenna for only two days, I think. But, you know, they're younger than I was then. And... Well, they have young kids. I didn't have that. Anyway, hopefully it's worth it to them. Hopefully, I know they'll survive, but hopefully they're not too exhausted afterwards. And for two days, you don't even get time to adjust to the time change, so it'll be fine. But anyway, 10 years ago, this was booked. It was a done deal. And as I excitedly logged in the night before our flight to check us into our flight... I noticed that Abe's passport had expired. Now I know this is not a life or death problem, but my heart sank. And then I felt a wave of rage, actual rage. How could he be so irresponsible? I didn't say that to him, but this is what I thought. I just felt angry. And I know a lot of the reason is because Abe is a worker. He focuses on work, and it's work, 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 work. He's so focused, it's really hard to even consider any of life's nasty little annoying details. So I called down to him in a panic. I took a deep breath because I'm not the kind of person who would go, rah, 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 rah. And I thought, okay, Abe, you know your passport has expired. And he just said, don't worry. They have a fast-track process. And I said, they're not going to be able to do it that quickly. Our flight is tomorrow. But you know what? He leapt into action. He dashed down the road to get a passport picture. Have I mentioned that anything we could possibly need or want is within walking or transit distance? I think I have. And here's one of those times when that came in very handy. He was back in a flash, passport photos in hand. He went online and printed the forms. Yeah, you had to print them and sign them in those days. And luckily, one of my beloved colleagues, Kat Johnston, was staying with us at the time. She lived in Winnipeg but worked with me in Toronto, so we had a guarantor readily available to sign the forms and the photos. He got up early to queue at the passport office the next morning before work. He was the first in line when they opened, and he explained the situation. They said they could guarantee a 24-hour turnaround. You had to pay extra. But we had to leave for the airport that day by, I think it was 3 in the afternoon. So they couldn't guarantee having it ready before then. But they would try. In the meantime, I kept reminding myself that this really wasn't a big deal. No one would get hurt. The plane wasn't going to crash. Worst case is that I would go myself and we'd lose the cost of Abe's ticket. Disappointing? Yes. The end of the world? Absolutely not. Anyway, shortly after noon that day, he got word that the passport was in. Hallelujah! 
he dashed to the passport office with maybe a couple of hours to spare. So that was great. The flight itself was uneventful, but those overnight flights can be a bit exhausting, particularly when you're in coach. Neither Abe nor I can really sleep on a plane, and when you've worked all week and you've rushed to get out early and you've rushed your work so that you could get Friday and Monday off, you are extra exhausted. So we landed at Heathrow, took the tube and the bus to Catherine's, and basically waved her out the door. She had to get to the studio. So there we were, alone with Violet. Now, the time before that, that I had spent with Violet alone, was the previous summer. She was barely three at the time and had had a hard time holding herself together. I'm sorry, Grandmother. I know I'm being silly, but I just really want to be with my mommy. I know, sweetheart, but at least you're not with a babysitter. And we have Delilah with us. My niece had come with me on that trip. And we're going on the train, and we're going to see some horses and another little girl. We'll have so much fun. My friend Sharon lives in England and so generously had us out for a day to go to the horse stables to ride, then have lunch with her sister and her little niece. But Violet just wasn't happy that day, and she's three. I felt badly for her. And I remember when Catherine was that age, I remember my mother-in-law used to say, Oh, Jewel, she's just a baby. And I said, She's not a baby, Nana. She's three. Of course, Catherine had seemed like such a big girl beside baby Joanne. And she was so articulate and competent, but she was just a baby. She was emotionally a three-year-old child. That's a baby. And I think we understand that better when it's our grandchildren as opposed to our children. We do tend to be a bit hard on our children when we're young ourselves and we're going through it all. One of the reasons it takes a village. So based on Violet's historical uh, sadness when not in her mother's presence, I was prepared for a rough day. We were exhausted, but we'd get through it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. However, to our absolute surprise and delight, Violet was actually happy to be with us. I don't know, maybe Catherine really prepped her well. Maybe she had a mean babysitter one day and she figured we were the lesser of two evils. No idea. Maybe it was because Abe was there. I don't know. But whatever it was, I was thrilled. I'll take it. We took her to her favorite restaurant, a place called Monkey Nuts in Crouch End. I have no idea if it's still there. But if it is, I wouldn't mind checking it out. She rode on Grandfather Abe's shoulders. When we arrived at Monkey Nuts, she led us to the high chairs. She knew exactly where they were, so Abe grabbed one. She chose our table. We sat her in the high chair. She smiled up at the server and said, I would like hot dog, some chips, and some apple juice, please. What a delight. We had our lunch. We brought our luggage to the little local hotel we were staying at, appropriately called the Aber. We love the Aber. We had stayed there for one night before, the night before, um, it was the night before we were stuck at Heathrow Airport for three nights in a snowstorm. And we stayed at the Aber this one night because the B&B we had rented had made a mistake on our checkout date. She showed up and was like, what are you still doing here? And I'm like, we're here till tomorrow. Oh, no, you're not. Meanwhile, there was a snowstorm. The buses were sliding down the hills. You couldn't get a taxi. It was, it was great. But we ended up staying at the Aber that night. Thank goodness they had room for us. So that weekend we booked at the Aber too because Catherine at the time did not have room for us to stay there. It was one thing if I stayed there, I could stay on the pullout couch. But two of us, no, wasn't going to work. So the plan was for us to spend the day with Violet, give her supper and everything, put her to bed at home, and then come back to the Aber when Catherine got home, probably around midnight. But Abe and I were fading, and I, I just said to him, look, why don't you go to the hotel and I'll stay with Violet and I'll just come back when I'm done. No, he wasn't going to do that. But we both were pretty exhausted. And I thought, would Violet like to stay with us at the Aber? So we asked her. Why, yes, she would. Huh. Well, this was a delightful turn of events. Mummy agreed that would be fine. The Aber got us a nice cot for Violet. And I don't mean a cot like a baby cot. A little pull-out single bed. It was quite comfortable. And off we went after dinner. And the whole time... Violet was an absolute delight. What a difference six months can make, or having Abe there can make. We let her jump on the bed, which I always used to do, and she and I used to sing together, Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbow, everything it's fun to do, some bum drops on your grandmother's bed. And at one point she stopped and asked, 
Is it okay if we say it's fun to do bum drops on your grandmother and grandfather's bed? Well, need you even ask? Even Abe got a little verklempt. Later, we all settled down to watch some Peppa Pig. And to this day, whenever I see Peppa Pig, whenever I see Peppa Pig merch, I just think of Violet. And the three of us very happily turned in shortly after 7 p.m. It had been a great day. The next day, though, was the big day. The day of the taping. We all went to the BBC studio together. We were ushered into the studio audience. Violet was delighted to go to the green room with Mummy. She was very comfortable with green rooms by then, very comfortable with other performers. And on this night, she'd be hanging in the green room with Mummy's choreographer when she went on stage. One of the producers briefed me, told me that the presenter, Steve, would mention it was my birthday. Oh, yeah, this happened to be my birthday weekend. Not that it really mattered, but they were going to mention it on the show. So she said, I should say, I'm so proud, yada, yada, you know. Sure, fine. I was proud and thrilled for Catherine. We watched the other performances, which were all great and so much fun. But I was confident that whatever Catherine did would be definitely the most hilarious. I don't think any of Catherine's friends have ever had to say to her, be funnier. Probably never. It just comes naturally. Finally, the big moment. She did Starships by Nicki Minaj. I wasn't familiar with the song particularly, but it was great. It was hilarious. There was an introduction video with Dolly, Catherine's dog. She was so cute. The dog was so good in it. It was great. Catherine's dance was absolutely fabulous. And then Steve started talking to me, wished me a happy birthday, then said, you look great. He didn't say for your age, but of course, when someone says that to you after saying happy birthday or mentioning your age, you know that's the inference, isn't it? And no one says that to anyone under 30. So I said, you look great too, Steve. I don't think he was expecting that. Then he asked me what I thought of Catherine's performance, and I said, well, something like, I'm paraphrasing, I haven't seen anything so scandalous since the night before she moved to Toronto or something like that. So I loved it, which I did. I did love it. But I think in retrospect, I shouldn't have said that first part because I think people thought I was genuinely scandalized by her fabulous dance. I should have just said it was great Being here to see it in person was the best birthday gift imaginable. It was. That wouldn't have been a lie. And I should have just left it at that. One of my friends commented to me later about how inappropriate it was for me to be flirting with Steve, the presenter. I wasn't flirting with Steve. God, no one gets me. Maybe I should just be funnier. I have to say, I was very surprised that she did not win hands down that night, although she did go on to the next round. The dance that won was an unfunny but superb tap performance. It was truly a fabulous dance. I found it very entertaining. I loved it, but it wasn't funny, and I thought the whole point of the contest was to have a funny performance. The other dances were funny, 
But of course, I'm judge, lord, and master of nothing, as Ted would say. There was a bit of a party afterwards, which was kind of fun, because I was still kind of on this little high to be at this show, to see Catherine doing this show, to be at a little post-film after-party at the BBC. Violet ran up to me to tell me she had seen me on TV from the green room, which was adorable. She danced and had treats. She's really great company, and she's great at a party, even at three. We all had a couple of drinks. I chatted with all these people who were there. I had no idea who any of them were. None. None of them. I congratulated the guy who won and told him how much I loved his dance. I really did love his dance. I just didn't think it was funny. He was some guy from Coronation Street, I found out, but I had no idea. I don't watch it. People in Canada did watch Coronation Street at the time. At the time, I think we got it a season or two late. And my mother-in-law, my Irish mother-in-law, used to watch it. So I have seen a handful of episodes, but it's not something I watch. So I wouldn't recognize any of the actors or the characters. And one of the things I really like about Coronation Street is a lot of the people on that show look like normal people. They're not all bone-thin, supermodel-looking, you know? And I like that they look like normal people. I probably should have been watching it. It might have made me feel better. American TV is so demoralizing. But I didn't, I didn't know any of the people. And the other people in the contest were apparently also famous, of course. But I had no idea who any of them were. I wouldn't say Catherine was famous at the time. She was doing well. Things were starting to get some momentum. But in retrospect, she may have been the least famous person in the competition. Not that it matters, But afterwards, it occurred to me that these people at the party might have thought, my God, Catherine's mother is strange. She's just an old muggle, and she's not even fawning all over us. Famous people are probably used to people fawning all over them. But I had no idea who any of them were. And to be honest, I'm not a fawner, so even if I did, I wouldn't have. I might have said something like, oh, I really enjoy you in Coronation Street if I knew you were in Coronation Street, but I had no idea. And at some point in the evening, I was having a lovely chat with Catherine's choreographer. And then Abe came along and joined in the chat. She was delightful and funny and adorable. And of course, she's the one who had been with Violet backstage. So of course, I love hearing her tell me how great Violet is. And then Abe blurted out, and I forget the context of why this even came up. But he, but I think he just thought she was delightful and we were all laughing. And he said something like, if I were single, I'd want to go out with you. Big smile. And the gal kind of looked at me and I looked at Abe and I said to him, I'm right here. And he said, I know, I'm not single. I'm just saying, if I were single. And I said to him, you're not supposed to say that when your partner is right here. Well, I'm not saying it behind your back, so there's nothing to worry about. Well, I guess he has a point. (laughs) Then the gal said a bit quietly to me, oh, don't worry, he's not my type anyway. He's way too white for me. I had to laugh at that. And I said to her, You listen to me, young lady. 
don't you let race ever stand in the way of a happy relationship. I know the body wants what the body wants, but at some point, you're going to need to think about who will make you happy long term. Maybe. I mean, I said that, but not everyone does. It's fine. I'm not trying to sell you on Abe, by the way, but he is a very reliable person. Great for a long-term partner. No drama. She kind of laughed at that. She was delightful. I'm pretty sure I said something to Abe about it after. I genuinely wasn't angry. I was just sort of perplexed because it's like, what? Seriously? Okay. Anyway, we all gladly headed home to bed shortly after that. Violet was only about three and a half, after all, and Abe and I are not exactly the life of the party. We get tired, even though I was only 53 at the time. It had been a magical, fabulous, amazing night after the most wonderful time with the little girl who was finally ready to accept us and have fun with us and do bum drops on grandmother and grandfather's bed. I was so glad Abe got his passport on time to be there. And it's hard for me to believe that that was 10 years ago. Violet's 13 now, and I just can't wait to see how Fena Grace's personality unfolds. And selfishly, I hope we don't have to wait for her to like us. I really want her to like us now. Well, me at least. Thank you for listening. Please share, rate, review... I really appreciate hearing from you. If you have anything you'd like to ask, email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. And it's almost April. Have a wonderful week. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.